It's 12 Enough, Season 11, Episode 5A, with your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, Kristen Lyon. 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Kristen Lyons is a chef and restauranteur and just general good person in Jacksonville, Oregon. This podcast is brought to you by the state of Jefferson. It's real. It's coming. And you won't know it's here until it's too late. The state of Jefferson. And we're back. I know um, my schedule's off. My schedule's off. My schedule's not off. I'm just always a little bit behind, um, just running from one thing to the next. Uh, and this this episode is going out much later than I anticipated. And I think I've come to terms with that. I think I've come to accept that my hope to be posting episodes on a weekly basis is really um, ridiculous. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's just... It's not going to happen. And you know what? It's okay. What is going to happen is I'm going to continue to have good conversations with people and continue to keep posting episodes of this podcast when I can. I'll try to do it with a little more regularity. But I've also got to accept that I've got other things going on in my life. No, stop. This is not a rileage. This is not a time for me to start getting all weepy. I'm here to talk about this episode that we're going to hear in just a moment. Kristen Lyons is uh, just a great friend of mine. Uh, we grew up together, going to the same camp together, um, had some very significant moments of faith together, uh, did hiking in the Adirondacks together, just some, um, shared some really wonderful moments. And then she left. She disappeared. She lived in Arizona for a while, lived in Oregon for a while, now still lives there. Uh, and I've been able to look her up and find out what she's doing. And uh, I've always admired Kristen for someone who goes her way, goes her path, and she really has come into her own, and, and it's really been wonderful. So this conversation is about what she's doing, but it's more than that. It's about what you're doing, what I'm doing, what we're all doing. Uh, it's so easy to get stuck in this place where we fall into a rut of just, uh, and not think about it. Um, we just automatically find ourselves in this place where we're just doing the same thing, but without any sense of deliberateness, without any sense of call or presence. Kristen has found a way to, she, she's really, I think, fallen into her call, and others of us have, and others of us are still struggling. And I hope this conversation really helps us to think about what is our call, what is our presence. And I also hope it helps us think about how do we eat and that kind of thing and taking care of the earth, that stuff. That's her focus, but the deeper pre- idea is, what are we doing with our lives? Are we really living the fullness of the life that, that we have been given? Are we honoring God that way? Anyway, I uh, hope you find the conversation enjoyable. I really it just had a great time with it. Um, and I look forward to hearing your comments about it. And here it is. I'm, gonna, I'm not going gonna to hesitate anymore. I'm not going to hold back anymore. It's time to hear that conversation with Kristen. No more just putting it aside. No more pauses. This is it. For real. 
I mean it this time. The conversation I had with Kristen Lyon. I'm here with Kristen Joy Lyon. I hope it's okay I used your middle name. I love it. Oh, good. Phew. Who is known around the country and the world as Chef Kristen and is known in the great, the mythical state of Jefferson as the Jefferson Farm Kitchen. And for those who don't know about the mythical state of Jefferson, screw you. You should know. <laughs> I think that's, that's, yeah, that sums up from what. There's a great um, PBS history uh, show on the state of Jefferson. Highly oh, okay. recommend. So yeah, so <laughs> go go to PBS, look up the state of Jefferson, read, find out about it. But for all those who don't want to know, um, she's in Jacksonville, Oregon. Um, are you a fan of either the Ducks or the Beavers, or do you are you above all that? I'm a non-sport Good kind of a person. Yeah, Good. I like to keep it neutral. Good, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're already like giving all your allegiance to the state of Jackson or Jefferson, so you know. And then if you pick a sport team, <laughs> let me ask you: If Jefferson were to have a sport, what do you think its mascot would be? Ooh, it would definitely have a gun in it. <laughs> the mutineers, the buccaneers. The... <laughs> It'd be like biathloneers or something. <laughs> biathloneers. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> I love it, and we're going to yeah. go with it. <laughs> it would be a gold miner with a gun strapped to his back. That's what our mascot would be. Okay, so go gun strapping gold miners. Gold yeah. miners. At, at, and that's at Jefferson State University. <laughs> right. <laughs> In the fine mythical state of Jefferson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, Kristen, um, you may be wondering, why did I even ask you to be on a podcast that's about Christian faith and culture in the modern age? If it was I about did. Christian state and, um, faith and culture in the modern age, that would be amazing, right? <laughs> and i just go around and talk to different Christians out there. Yeah. But well, I didn't have the foresight. The two can go <laughs> hand in hand. They can. They can. So, but um, you, so you like to, to cook. I love to cook. That probably is a little too simplistic. Tell, say a little bit about uh, Chef Kristen and the Jefferson Farm Kitchen. I'll let okay. you do a little bit of buzz marketing here. Great. Um, well, we pre we basically have three branches of our business. Okay. One is a storefront in town where people can walk in. We have healthy, convenient um, lunch and dinner options, baked goods, things like that for people with alternative and restrictive diets. How many we, How many items on the menu involve chia seeds? Um, right now, only one. Only one? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> You're a fraud! <laughs> how, well, how about millet? Right. Do you use millet? Yeah, we use millet. Okay, good. All right. All right. You're back in the good, my good graces. All the gluten-free grains Excellent. are okay. on our menu. We do have a rotating menu, so it changes daily, weekly, according to the season, according to what we can get our hands on locally. So we're not in chia seed um, season. That's probably the reason why you only have one. Yeah, those aren't local. What? <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay, sorry. Go ahead with your spiel. <laughs> I'll try not to interrupt anymore. 
Yeah. So the store is brand new. We've only been open three months. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came as a byproduct of the other two branches of the business, which are um, catering mm-hmm. and then an online prepared meal service. So the it's basically the same um, theory that we provide healthy, convenient meals, but with the online version, people are ordering off of our weekly menu. Oh. They can pick it up at our store or we deliver it throughout the valley. And it really specializes in, like I said, really clean eating. Mm. A lot of our customers are people who are either have restricted diets, have health issues, and they're trying to change their lifestyle through food mm-hmm. um, or have severe allergies to things. And so we just make um, convenience eating available to those who have trouble eating at restaurants and getting meal support in general. How far do you deliver? Just in because I have a wide listenership that covers from coast to Midwest. I wish nationally, but right now it's basically in um, Jackson and Josephine counties, which you, is we kind of go 45 minutes in each direction. Would, so, you deliver, uh, would you deliver to my friend Adam Erickson who lives in Clackamas? Or is that too far? Clackamas is a little beyond our Adam, you're right out. Now. I'm sorry, Adam. You're out. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come to Jacksonville, we'll hook you up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What about Springfield? Is that closer or further? Further. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very exclusive club that you that you cater to. Apparently, yeah. We want to keep our uh, footprint pretty low as far as driving all over the state. Right. So yeah, and I'm gonna. I want. I do want to get to that. So so when you you say like you try to keep things locally sourced, right? Yep. What's your mile radius for that? Well, um, as I was describing, the state of Jefferson is kind right. of our region. Um, it, it stretches. We don't we don't encompass the full area. It goes further than we do. But mm. um, I would say our furthest south is our beef um, ranch, and they they come up to the farmers market, so we connect with them at the farmers market. Okay. But, they're an hour and a half away from us, and then we stretch over to the coast. We get our seafood from the coast, and nice. that's you know a two-hour drive. But okay. they come and do a delivery once a month, so we pre-order. We also have like a CSA model with them where they have nice. customers who pick up orders, that, and they pick them up here at our store. So we are kind of working – Oh, great. Be a hub for other people's, you know, value-added businesses as well as our own food. So you're looking um, at maybe, it sounds like around 100 miles. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. And those are the extremes. Right. Um, produce we get, you know, from our local neighbor farms. So we're talking like within 10 miles, all of our, not all of our produce, but like what we can get seasonally. Right. Um is sourced within 10 or 15 miles of our of our spot excellent yeah. so now why 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 do you do this <laughs> Kristen? there's so many reasons why and it's it's a hard straight answer because i'm gonna allow you between three to five reasons okay so, so. no as many as you need to. <laughs> so you better choose them very carefully <laughs> and... i don't know if they'll be in the right order well, okay, so these are not these are these are not in order a hierarchical order. Right. These are just more scattered. And they they kind of create a cyclical 
loop. Let's call it a closed loop system. Oh, nice. I see what you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I mean, right off the top of my head, why buy local food? Because it's fresh. Mm. It tastes amazing. Um, you know, when you get something that was picked yesterday, mm-hmm. it has more nutrition. It has more vibrancy. It has more flavor. It has more um, integrity. It's just in better shape than the stuff we would buy from the grocery store. Um, and so one of my food philosophies is if you can get the best ingredients and work with the best ingredients, you don't have to do a lot to mm. make it taste good. You only have to kind of like showcase. Um, so you really the- don't. So you you really just don't do a lot with your cooking. You're saying you just buy the best <laughs> ingredients, slap it yeah. on a plate, and yeah. say, "Here you go." It- <laughs> simplicity is best sometimes is the best approach and and as a chef i definitely do um recognize that like that's a style right i am not a chef who like has five different processes to cook down this carrot and then make it into a sauce and then blend it with other ingredients and then add cream it's like make that carrot shine make it taste yeah. Like the best carrot you've ever had in your life. Just put a little honey um, on it. <laughs> right. Salt. Yeah, honey and salt on a carrot and you're in heaven. <laughs> honey salted carrots. There's your next product. If you don't have that already, that should be on the menu. <laughs> I'll work it in next week. Yeah, carrot fries. Oh. Honey salted carrot fries. Ooh, that's actually sounds great. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> It does sound good. So, so besides the ingredients being like primo, being mm. the best I, as a chef that I would want to work with, right. um, having that relationship with the farmer has been really enriching mm. to my life. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's kind of like, well, if it feels good to me, I bet it feels good to my customers too. Um, that we know where the food was grown. Mm-hmm. We know the values that that farmer um, adopts for his farm or her farm and that um, by knowing this person and supporting their business and values, we're also like supporting our local economy. We're Mm. supporting agriculture in our community um, because I think it's an an interesting time in our world where it's like food security is actually a big issue. If we support people to grow food who live close to us and they are successful at what they do, that's like contributing to food security in our region. Um, Can you say a little bit more about how like having a relationship with a farmer, knowing the farmer has enriched your life? Yeah. um, Because I'm not convinced yet. Every farmer uh, I've met has been a jerk. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> Maybe it's just New England. Maybe just New England farmers are just stoic and taciturn. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, it feels good to like know the person that I'm doing business with. Like, okay, right? Like, money is tight. Money is always tight. Yeah. And so, deciding how and where to spend my money is part of my world my day-to-day decisions right and it actually feels good to spend money on my friend's small business and farm um when you get to see like oh my money is going toward this project or this person's cool business concept right um 
you're participating. So it's like, it's really that kind of um, concept of vote with your dollars. Right, right. You get to see your money in action. Um, and it's like, and then that person is spending money and making good decisions. And, you know, so it is cyclical. It's like we all support each other in having a cool local business. And um, it's actually, it, that's capitalism. In a right. good way, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're you're paying for an intangible or an intangible good. Not only yeah. you're paying for the product, but you're also paying for supporting that individual. And you're paying in in some way. It's like I'm also making a donation because we make donations because it makes us feel good. Also because God demands it. But that's not. <laughs> that's well, yeah. When we like it, it's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that's. That's what we prefer, but sometimes we just do it because God demands it. But yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, to maybe take that a step further, it's like these people have become my friends. Nice. And so there's a community sense there mm. that, like, um, you it started as a business relationship, but mm -hmm. now we actually, like, enjoy each other and get to really actually support each other, like, on a personal level. Nice. Where... For example, I'm having – we're finally having our grand opening for the store in two weeks. In two and weeks? What say, day? What day? I want to announce it. May 12th. May 12th, the day yeah. before Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to – Good for you. So May 12th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I don't know if this will get up by May 12th. But if it does, on May 12th, people go to uh, Jacksonville, Oregon. Go to the – the name of your store is the Jefferson Farm Kitchen, right? Yeah, go to go. Just go on May twelfth or on the thirteenth. Will you be open on Sunday? No, we are not open on Sunday. Wow, good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, so Thanks. go on Saturday. Not a total sellout. Yeah, still winter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that sense of community that you're building up. Yeah, and so like I can say to some of my friends who are farmers and food producers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm having this special event. I not only want you to be there because my customers would love to meet you and see the people behind the products. Right. But, hey, I'm a little cash poor right now. I want your product on my shelf. Do you mind if we just stock the store and then people can buy it and then I'll pay you tomorrow? Mm. And they're like, sure, no problem. You know, like. Wow. It's supportive. It's very su functionally supportive. Um, and I don't think like Walmart would do that for me, you know, um, yeah. and I'm not targeting at Walmart, but any corporate, you know, scenario where it's like you go to the store and you don't leave with groceries unless you buy them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. They don't, they don't just trust you. Even if you yeah. know the cashier, you're like, look, I come here every week. Right. I always pay. Right. There's a nice personal, um, support network that is created when you do business with with local that's folks. excellent so yeah. all right so tell say other reasons the other reasons why this local um sustainability the other reasons that you so with so far we have the food tastes better mm -hmm. you get to know the farmers and that builds community mm -hmm. what other reasons are there um I mean, for me, I think I a little bit said this, but like as a small business owner, it's really important for me to also support small businesses. So I understand that I'm asking, you know, maybe my prices are higher than if you were to go to the grocery store or to go to Trader Joe's or Costco. Right. Um, 
but the value attached to the product is that they know that by buying my product, they're also buying other local products and supporting other local farms. Um, they are supporting the fact that we like make everything from scratch and we Mm. don't use any preservatives and value added, you know, um, like stuff that might not be very healthy for you in your food. Right. Um, And so it's, for people to choose to support my small business, it's just as important for me to support other people's small business. So it's really, it's contributing to the community overall. Yeah. And by me, you know, it's like we all have chosen these businesses for one reason or other. And our community is more rich because of them. There's options for us. So it's good for, yeah. So it's healthy for the, the local community. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about um, sustainability with with the earth itself? Environmental sustainability. Yeah, that, that seems to be an underlying issue, but you haven't really spoken to that. So maybe you hate the earth. I'm not sure yet. Oh, I don't. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a sincere. That was probably the most sincere thing I think I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Well, um, that's a huge issue. And I think it's like almost taken for granted at this point, like you buy local, go cook for the environment. Um, but absolutely. So the farmers who I buy food from are all kind of best practice farmers. Even if, Mm. even if they're not certified organic, they act organic. Okay. Um, as far as what they put into their soil and how they treat their soil and byproducts, you know, Mm. that go to the land and the water. Um, and so that's a really, really, really big and important issue is that we are treating our soil properly, that we're treating our, um, our laborers properly. Um, right. Like through, you know, they're not using chemicals. Like that doesn't just have an impact on the earth. It has impact on the people who work with them. Well, they can wear um, gloves. <laughs> Doesn't no. <laughs> oh, is it? It's it's. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I guess I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you have to breathe no matter what. You have oh, to breathe. right, right. Okay, well. Fair and I do interesting. Um, like we live in a a big fruit area, and um, also grapes, wine, grapes mm. are becoming a big agricultural um, commodity here, mm-hmm. and you will see. You'll see the farms where they have organic practices um, treat their crop very differently than the ones who there literally is a guy in like a hazmat suit. Wow. Having a tractor spraying the stuff and like you could be like walking by on the street and you're like, why does that guy have a hazmat suit on? And I'm just standing here breathing the air. Um, It's definitely an issue like for air quality and water quality and soil quality people so, yeah just don't go outside people stay no, right. stay I mean, indoors i mean there's like certain weeks of the huh? year here like oh they're spraying like stay inside that's horrible yeah it's intense that, that's um, yeah so boycott so wine know, yeah to know that you're contributing to a food business that mm. does not participate in that chemical right. um, pollution system is really important. 
I mean, that translates to our food and like we, you know, we are here to provide healthy food. So of course we don't want food with chemicals and pesticides right. in and on them. Do you feel like there's a sense of urgency with the practices you're doing versus the still the general trend of, of like farming practices? Um, is especially in thinking like with environmental sustainability? I think that there's a new awareness around it. I definitely live in a bubble here. Like yeah. there's more awareness here than I think there generally is in a lot of the country. Right. Um, but at least it's a topic of conversation. Which right is now. good. That'll like, start. Shifting. Yeah. It's shifting. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you're starting to see more trends, like, like even like the GMO thing, like mm -hmm. that's, been a topic for the last few years um that's slowly making progress as far as getting labeling laws and right. people just generally more aware of like yeah i don't want gmos in my food right um yeah whether or not they know how to translate that into like an actual choice or an actual decision that they make right i think we still have a lot of work to do but um yeah more and more options cropping up and more more like businesses creating the infrastructure to create those solutions. And it, it sounds like it, it still is up. It's still very much a grassroots kind of movement. Yes. Which I prefer. There's something just more wholesome about that, I think. So, well, so, I mean, just this past Sunday, which I guess would have been two days ago, as far as this recording, I took our youth group, our junior and senior high, and uh, here in Rhode Island, every year, the Rhode Island Fruit Growers Association, which I'm sure you've heard of because they're well-known across the country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an association of fruit-growing farms. And some non, some meat, some like farms that actually raise cattle and stuff. So I don't know how they got in the fruit growers, but who am I to say? I, you know. um, but they do a scavenger hunt every year. Uh -huh. So this year there's 32 farms participating and you get this brochure that has 32 pictures and you don't know what picture corresponds with which farm. So you go to a farm, you find the picture and then you go to them and it's like, hey, this is a picture and you get a sticker. And the idea is you go out and visit farms and it works in Rhode Island because we're so small. You, uh -huh. It's not that bad to drive to these farms. You could say like, well, you're still driving. So you're still not helping. Uh, but no one's made the bike trip yet together. So yeah, <laughs> but part of, I did that with the youth to say like, hey, you know, there are other options out there. There are other farms and, and you know, they've all they know about farms. They've been to farms, but they haven't really made that connection to see the things growing and see the animals there and such. So there is that, that grassroots kind of push. So folks in the greater New England area, go to Rhode Island, pick up the brochure from the Rhode Island Fruit Growers Association of mm -hmm. fine people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and do the do the scavenger hunt. So, Kristen, you've got this. You're 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 doing this. Are you still doing the catering? Yeah, we do. I do still do catering. Yeah. Okay, so you got the catering. Um, mm -hmm. You're sending out food to people within a certain geographic location. Mm -hmm. You are just opening a restaurant. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a lot of work. It's so much work. <laughs> That was the second most sincere I, thing I ever heard. It's <laughs> all I do. <laughs> it sounds really hard. Yeah. It's, See, um, it's interesting. Um, 
because it definitely is not the easy path. The right. easy path is call up Cisco, make an order. Yeah. They drop it off at the door. Um, yeah, because you have to actually go to these farms to pick stuff up. You say some of them yeah. deliver, but it sounds like not all of them. Right, yeah. I so, do a lot more work every week just to getting our food to the kitchen than most food business owners do. Have, has um, there ever been a moment when you're – doing like getting more getting something or there's a crisis happening or you have to be late in the kitchen prepping or something and you just say to yourself i could have just worked at applebee's yeah 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 but it's not applebee's it's like my dream is like the produce manager at the grocery store (laughs) (laughs) where someone is just holding up a cantaloupe and like is this ripe is this ripe like i'm like the 20 things you can do in that cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty popular in the produce section at the grocery store, actually. Um, <laughs> so there's times I, when you're like, I could have just been, I could have just worked in the produce section. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I like the point you brought up because it's like those moments when I'm at the farm picking up the food or I'm talking to the bread maker or mm. I at the ranch where the beef are grown, the beef, the cows are grown. No, no, they're um, grown like, like grass beef is <laughs> people don't, they think it's otherwise, but no, that's really how it is. Beef is a vegetarian dish. Let's just be honest about it. Yes. It's time to, to, to dispel the myth about beef. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. People. Um, <laughs> Those moments are the moments when I say, this is why I do what I do. Nice. Um, and when I hear my customers being like, this is the best salted honey carrot I've ever tasted. Honey's- they're just, you know, it's like. Honey salted uh, carrot fries. I mean, you just have to <laughs> square them up. Maybe fry them a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna go them. Yeah. Let me know how those work out. Well, well. Um, yeah, but there's like these gems of moments and it's when we're making those human connections, mm. um, whether it's the recipient or like the, the source where it's right. like, you don't get this anywhere else. Like this experience is because you do, you go the extra mile and you make the extra phone call, you pay the extra dollar mm. um, and it's worth it. So, you know, in, um, you know, I don't. I don't know where you are religiously, but for our listeners, you know, Kristen and I worked at the same Baptist camp, Pathfinder Lodge in Cooperstown, New York. Um, my place. It is an amazing place. Um, it really is, and and so I know that you have an awareness and understanding of Christian background and such. Um, so I mean, that, there's this idea of like calling, right? Yeah. And and yeah. and usually, like, hopefully, the idea of passion is connected with calling. You know, if someone feels like, well, I'm called to be an accountant. I really like to shred on the guitar, but, you know, I'm called to be an accountant. So give me the abacus and let's just do this. Like that, that's probably not a calling if, if you really dread it. Um, right. You know, so and I think I, and, and I, I know I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that in many ways, like trying to find out what am I supposed to do with my life or, you know, how am I happy? And, and how many of us settle, mm-hmm. right, end up doing working at the produce section in the grocery store right. saying like, well, I enjoy food and produce is fun. 
and this pays me. <laughs> right. 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 You know, and but what I love about what you've shared so far is is the reality that when you're following your passion, mm-hmm. it's not easy. I mean, you even said this is a hard path to walk. I think right. you said something like that, right? Yeah, I definitely said something like, like that. that. If you didn't say that, then yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's so important. And um, and I love how you also said, but there are those moments of those connections. And that I, you know, when I think about you know calling and passion and doing what you're supposed to do, um, and when I talk with other people or just think about it myself. I feel like that's, you know, can you find those moments that you can say, this is why I do what I do. This is, I'm just kind of echoing back what I'm hearing from you. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I mean, ahead. right. It's, it's a, like, I have to remember, I have to kind of hold on to those moments sometimes and actually even manufacture them. Like it's Ooh. easy to get too busy to deal with mm-hmm. going to the farm or, mm making that call to make sure like that I can meet you at the farmer's market and there's going to be good product. Cause it'd be easier for me to just go to the grocery store, honestly. Yeah, of course it would. Um, but so it's like being proactive about, um, making sure those moments do happen mm. because it keeps me in my game and it makes me want to do more and do better. Um, so it's like, you know, finding those gems and inspiring myself through good work so there's a real sense of agency in that when you even say like you started you first said to manufacture those moments Mm -hmm. which some may bristle at that idea of like oh so you're faking it or you're forcing these moments to happen but then you say being proactive and that's what i hear you saying is that yeah you know you can't just wait for these things to happen because we're always going to take the path of least resistance unless we work yeah yeah unless you like kind of set it in the routine, like, like I said, it's easier to go to the grocery store, but it's more in line with my values and makes me happier. Mm. If I make the harder choice, I just have to remember that making the harder choice, like pays off. (laughs) It's me rewards that I'm looking for. So to stay the course, are there a way to stay? Are there times when you need to be kind to yourself or be oh, compassionate? Yeah. yeah. And no one's perfect. And no, you know, it's like, I, of course, like a great example, cause I've been all about it. Um, April was a month of like, it's spring. We're kind of on a cleanse, like detox theme with our food, but also that translated to um, talking about plastic and garbage and how to detox our landfills and detox our lifestyles of plastic and garbage and things that like you can take steps to help be a part of the solution. Mm. And so I was really tracking like bringing my bags, you know, I make sure I bring my bags to the store, including like the little bags so I can fill them up at the bulk section and including those stupid plastic tags you know, I'd scribble out the number and write on the tags again. So, oh yeah, wow! It's like I'm like counting, like how many bags have I saved this month, just by kind of creating a routine and awareness around it. And then there's the day that I don't have my bags, you know, and I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm a horrible person. I am 
contributing to the death of the earth. No, every <laughs> single other person here is doing it. I did a great job by trying to prevent it, but we all need wiggle room. We all mm. need, you know, like to be kind to ourselves. And also just for functionality, sometimes you have to take the easier path. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of, I mean, I just said this to my staff today. It's like, oh, we've been open for three months. You know what that means? We're starting to figure out some habits and routines. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. <laughs> mm, right. Nice. Nice. So, I, so that makes me think. Yourself, yeah. The awareness is. That, that makes me, yeah. That makes me think but of the. I, I clench too. Yeah. Well, so that makes me think of the idea of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Right. So taking, you know, and I think as far as like just taking care of yourself and creation care and all that stuff, Sabbath is really important. That idea of like, let's give everything a chance to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are those personality types that are very intense. I'm going to say you're one of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is over. <laughs> How dare you? Um, you know, and, and, um, and I, I also share similar intensity characteristics where I, I say just... like, yeah, you know, and it, it, <laughs> is it, is it so much to just expect excellence from ourselves all the time? Is that really so much or to push ourselves and, and just have a day and I don't know how to do this. I really, I honestly, I do not know how to do this at all. Like how to stop, you know, how to stop. But to take a day of Sabbath from all of the, from our passion. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, so in seminary, I did this, I would do this fun thing. So after we, fun, you're going to love this. You're going to love this story. You know, at, at, the end of, at the end of each semester, after we've done all of our exams and all the papers and I'm, you know, and just going crazy and not, not sleeping much, drinking way too much coffee and just trying to get through it, I would take a day afterwards where all I had to eat were uh, Twinkies and ramen noodles and and um, a forty of malt liquor, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, it was all locally sourced. So it was all fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, like convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I supported my local uh, convenience yeah. store. My yeah, right. Um, but the idea was, that, and, and I think I also made a point of watching just bad movies. Like there's a movie with John Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman that they co-starred in this movie. Dennis Rodman, our ambassador to North Korea, and unofficial, and and Jean Claude Van Damme were in a movie together, <laughs> and that's one of the movies I watched that day when I just, uh, you know, now I don't expect you to like eat ramen noodles and Twinkies and drink a forty of malt liquor. Because I see the forties, the empty forties behind you, and I know that this is just your general practice. That's like normal. Right? Yeah, right. You're like, when That's am I sober? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't true. Kristen doesn't have a lot of empty bottles of malt liquor. I just see mason jars that are empty. I don't know what was in them. Um, but that idea of like giving yourself a Sabbath from your passion. So that you yeah. can go back to it. Like, what do you think about that? I think it's absolutely essential. Um, I mean, I I would say I'm in a really amazing growth point. Mm-hmm. Um, but right before 
this like kind of phoenix rose out of the ashes, I was really kind of heading toward burnout. Mm. And um, fortunately, I know what burnout feels like, so I identified that quickly. Oh, jeez, <laughs> you've been um, there before, huh? Yeah, and. Uh. And so that's actually something I've been focusing on a lot is like how to incorporate self-care into mm. running my business. Um, and I was really, I was getting to a place where I was even starting to be really resentful of my business. And mm. that would, it was very confusing for me because it's like, I created it. Mm -hmm. It mine mm -hmm. i choose i choose it i love it it's yeah. totally grown out of like my passion and um it's been a years you know process of getting to this iteration that it's in mm -hmm. um, but i was feeling really resentful and um i actually hired a business coach and she helped me figure a lot of this stuff out but mm. She was really like, I was kind of like, I'm resentful toward my job and I never have free time and I never, I don't want to share my phone with the business. I want my phone to be my phone and the business to have its own phone and its own car and its own, I'm tired of it always being on me and on my mm. stuff and on my time. Mm. Um, she helped me realize two really important things. Yeah. One was, you are your business. It is you. Oh, man. You cannot compartmentalize completely because this business is your baby and it is a part of you and you are a part of it. Wow. So there's never going to be a complete separation. Wow. Hand in hand with that goes, you need more time off. You need to have more fun. Um, you need to get back. You need to re- like kind of like let's let's kind of like scratch what we've got and start fresh with a new perspective of like you get to do this your way mm. you get to be the boss and you get it it should work for you not you work for it wow um you need you need to take care of yourself because you are your business and if you are not well your business won't be well um, so she really, really oh, yeah. to that, like you need to take care of yourself. And if you're not happy, guess what? Your business is never going to be fun for you. Um, and how can we make it fun? Right. How can it become good again? Right. Um, and really the core of that was me taking care of myself so that I could have the energy. I could feel happy about the cool stuff that I'm doing. Um, it's right. not always going to be all fun, right. but it can be a little bit fun and it's work, but I like it. You know, we all work. We all have to work. <laughs> well, I, I don't work. I'm a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> One day a week. I'm chatting. Yeah. <laughs> I was visiting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think like I would say. I, so actually I have two coaches right now. One of them is like a legit business coach and mm -hmm. she's helping me make more money in less time. Like that's kind of her thing, right? You have my to other invest. Coach, invest. My other coach <laughs> is like a soul coach. 
And she is helping me find my soul purpose and how Mm. do I bring my soul purpose as a leader in my community Mm -hmm. and as a leader in the food industry into my business. When you figure that out, let me know. What's that? (laughs) When you figure that out, let me know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's been really powerful to actually admit part of the problem with my growing business is that I'm not properly taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit lost. I got kind of lost in the minutia of yeah. creating a business and, um, bringing it back and getting in touch with myself and even like simply taking better care of myself, like getting good sleep, making yeah. sure I'm eating healthy food and having the right kind of nutrition so that I have energy and I have passion like at my fingertips like it's there now instead of like this far reaching like right well, I used to be good and now I'm just like Ugh, I'm like tired all day long <laughs> so um first of all uh all the background noise I'm sure I'm assuming is your restaurant yeah okay just too- one of the listeners to know that's fine just so the listeners have have a sense of what's going on. <laughs> so now we know that Kristen is legit. She actually <laughs> she wasn't just some random person. Um, but second, um, what you just shared, um, I know, speaks to many people probably on many different levels, but especially to pastors. You know, um, as you know, pastors, or you know, I'll just speak for myself. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I have a good feeling that other pastors can connect with this. The idea of self care has been really prevalent within the pastoral pastoring world for the last decade or so um apparently we haven't been taking care of ourselves and a lot of us are getting obese having heart attacks and dying Uh yeah and and i guess that's not good so they say so we're trying to change that um but the idea of self-care kind of goes a little bit further than that And, and i think kind of what you're saying is like how do we feed ourselves how do we take care of ourselves um but what i really like about what you're saying is that idea of like you can't compartmentalize though because mm-hmm. I would like to be able to say, like, when I'm on my day off, no church stuff. Right. Except if I work on my sermon, that's church stuff. Right. Or if I read, if I read anything, it doesn't religious or not, it's gonna inform who I am and how I am a pastor to other people. Right. Like, right. I, exactly. Yeah, I can't compartmentalize, and I could say like my family's separate from the church. Except if my family's going through a hard time, that's gonna have impact how I am with the church right. and, the, and the church wants to be connected with them. It wants to love them and help them. And, and that idea that, um, you know, the idea that uh, we are in large part the ministry that we are trying to do. Yeah. I, I think that's, that can be a real challenge uh, and um, can also, could also be liberating. That, that to say, for me to say to myself, I am in large part the ministry that I'm trying to do because I mm-hmm. could want to distance myself, right? you know, and say, you know, I'll go and I'll do this funeral or I'll go and I'll preach this morning or I'll do a Bible study. And that's that thing. That's the church stuff that I want to do, but it's not who I am. So I'll just keep that separate. And yet burnout is like fast approaching if I could, if I do that and just that, right. you know, so I... I mean, what you shared, I think, was real wisdom. It was very, very helpful for me, and I'm assuming for the other pastors that listen. Um, and there are some pastors that listen, maybe like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, for that. it's. I mean, it's been really kind of like it seems so simple, right? But it's been a yeah. huge concept for me to embrace and and believe in. It's like I mean, you can hear something and know something without acting it. Um, but it's interesting because I like we just started the store three months ago or so and mm -hmm. it's been hard it's been very stressful it's been like very a lot of input mm. um, just to get it stable mm. um and last week was a really 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 hard week like one of my employees was sick and it just energetically everyone was super dicey and i was putting out a lot of like emotional fires as well as People were making mistakes, and then I have to fix them, and just it was a very challenging week. Yeah. And um, I just I kind of gave myself a little space and said like, I'm gonna work a half day Saturday. I'm gonna take Sunday completely off. Um, same thing though. Mm. And then I say to myself like, well, actually I worked two hours, but it was only two hours. And, you know, yeah. It was kind of. And I got to do something I like. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I feel like make a little bit. But um, I pretty much took a solid two and a half, almost three days, like away. Like it wasn't nice. off, right. but I wasn't really dealing with the store and I wasn't really interacting with employees. And I was kind of doing things at my own pace. And I feel better. This week is like, bam, new week. We get to start fresh. I get nice. to come in. As a leader, kind of recalibrate things, um, and I feel good. I got a good night's sleep. I got rest. I got to see my friends and hang out and work in my garden, and nice. I feel better. I feel, you know, it's like I couldn't – if I hadn't taken a break, mm. I would just feel like dragging this week, and, but I'm better. And I came in, and like – kind of there was some hangover stuff with my employees like from last week's drama mm -hmm. and I had an employee meeting impromptu sit down talk it out create solutions make them feel heard nice you know she actually showing up as a leader and a boss not just like status quo right just another stressed out person their minimum of what we all need to do and then it kind of carries over right um, it was it was good to reset. Yeah, I so, couldn't have done that without taking time for myself. Yeah. So totally echoing what you're saying. Yeah. I mean there's something really that there's something that can be very dangerous about a passion. That it, it could swallow you up. Yeah. And and it can become an obsession. Yeah. And um and I and I think that happens to that can happen to many of us in many ways. And it is finding that that balance, that, that, that just that right place where your passion is guiding you, is fueling you, but it doesn't become all of who you are. And in fact, you like, yeah, you take that break so that you can get back to your passion. Yeah. Which, which I think is a, you know, it kind of bring it around full circle is, is, is a part of um, creation care. Right. The idea of giving things rest, of letting things regrow, of, mm -hmm. you know, walking away for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's something really, really important about that. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. Cool. 
Well, awesome. I, I feel like we're at a, a good spot. So it sounds like you're not going to be at the produce area for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this for like at least another year. Okay. <laughs> but if someone goes to the grocery store and sees you in the produce, it. just... Uh, yeah. Kristen, do you have a website you want to push or plug? Chefkristen.com. Just like that. And that's chef with just C-H-E-F, right? Yep. I can't spell. <laughs> I always spell with C-H. I spell chief. Um, yeah. A lot of people do oh, write sorry. me as chief Kristen. Oh, I'm glad I'm not <laughs> the only one who can't spell. I like, I'm pretty chief-like sometimes. I'll take it. I, I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know what else to do with that. <laughs> Folks, go to chefkristen.com. You know, check out what she's doing and stuff. If you live within the appropriate um, geographic area, order from some food. Or even better yet, go to Jacksonville, Oregon. Go to a restaurant. Sit Yay. down. Yeah, have lunch. Demand um, some chia seeds. <laughs> or ask for the uh, salted honey carrot fries. Yes, those will be on the menu Within a week, if I you guarantee could, it. If you could do beets as well, <laughs> that would be yeah. so happy. Carrots and beets together. Oh, yeah. oh man. Killing it. That's Killing it. it. <laughs> Kristen, thank you very much for being on the show. Love some honey carrot fries. Oh, they sound so good. They really do. Um, so I really hope I get those. Maybe I have to just make them myself. But come on. Really? I, I, I do a podcast. Isn't that enough? Plus, I play bassoon. You can't expect me to play bassoon and may do a podcast and be cooking things that are new and innovative. No, forget. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation. I, I hope it does inspire you to take a chance, take a risk, um, make some hard choices. That's the challenge, I think, with really living into our own life is that there's hard choices to make. It's not an easy path. And that, you know, that, that uh, desire to, for the easy, it really um, gets in the way. Stupid desires. Stupid wanting to be easy. Anyway, thanks for listening. Ah, uh, I really do hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to send any comments or questions or anything about that show or past shows or anything else, please send those to 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. 12enough at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to the website, 12enough.com, and you can leave comments about the show there on the on the show notes, and you can also read uh, find other shows in my blog and other th sorts of things. That's kind of like my overall general website. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what that was. Uh, go check out uh, what, what Kristen is doing at chefkristen.com. C-H-E-F-K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot D-T-C-O-M dot C-O-M. Uh, go find out what she's doing. Or if you're in the Jacksonville, Oregon area, go check out her, uh, go visit her, um, um, what do they call it? Food eating place. I think some people call it a restaurant, but I always call it a food eating place. Uh, go to the Facebook page and like the Facebooks, 
like us on Facebook, follow us, follow us, follow me on Facebook, and you can also always connect with me that way as well. Uh, and as always, thank you very much for listening. 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host is Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Kristen Lyon, the chef, restauranteur, and genuine good person in Jacksonville, Oregon at the Jefferson Farm Kitchen. The thoughts, ideas, notions, ruminations, um, food suggestions, and ideas about ways to change your life or anything else said on this podcast do not reflect their churches, their families, their friends, their restaurants, the state of Jefferson, the state of Oregon, the state of Rhode Island, the state of being, the state of unbeing, the state of dislike, the state of like, the state of discomfort, the state of comfort, any other states of that matter or nations or anything else. They are their own ideas. These, this is their podcast.